In today's episode, we're speaking to Raluca Mirza. She is a happiness mentor helping empaths to get balanced so they can transform their sensitivities into their superpowers. At the age of 16, she traveled to Italy from Romania by herself and has been traveling the world ever since. She's an expat living in Germany and she's been studying energy work and healing modalities from the age of 18. Let's speak to Raluca and find out how she worked on her life by working on her mindset. Let's find out. Money Mindset with Girl Khan podcast will help you to break free from your limiting beliefs, reverse your money shame and blast through your money blocks so that you can live a life of unlimited abundance. In this podcast, we will talk about energy tools and mindset strategies that will help you to understand and change your relationship with money, whether you're in a job, profession or working on your passion. Change your relationship with money to change your life. I'm your host, Gul Khan. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome. This is Gul Khan, your money mindset expert. And today I'm extra excited because I have none other than Raluca Mirza with us, who's now, so I'm so excited to say, part of the com- my company, as part of the team now, and is working with me. So welcome, Raluca. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. I'm so excited to be speaking to you. So I know Raluca's story, and you've known if you if you heard the intro, you must have heard the intro. And you can see how amazing she is. She's a very, very young lady, but she is one kick-ass a lady, and she's been through quite a lot in her life, and yet has come across the other end very mature for her age. By the way, I can say definitely say that. And even though she looks very young, she's got an old soul. And you always say that to her, you know, we always discuss that she has an old soul. But today, uh, before we get started, Raluca, in your own words, tell everybody what it is that you do. So my last, let's say, title was that I am a happiness mentor that's, that helps empaths transform their sensitivities into their superpowers. But for a few months now, I joined your team and I'm now your sales manager. <laughs> And it's quite quick how you progressed to that level. You came as an appointment setter and then transitioned to um, sales manager, now account manager, very, very quickly. Um, so that's <laughs> that just goes to show how amazing Raluca is. But Raluca, we want to talk today about your journey because I, I know you personally, first as a client, because you she was a you were a client for the for my millionaire minds mastermind. That's how we actually know we met we met before that. We met through another program that we did together. And then he came and became a client of mine and we worked together there. But let's start with, um, let's start with where you start. Cause you, you, you matured very, very young and, and then I think developed your intuitive abilities. So talk us through, how did you get started? Actually, first of all, how did you recognize that you had these intuitive abilities? Cause you're very, very intuitive. Yeah. Uh, so this journey started when I was a little child. I was in all the possible programs, starting from Ayurveda and yoga and all of that through my mom, actually, Mm. who practiced that for multiple years before I was born and after that. So I was just joining her, but I was seeing things. Mm. (laughs) I was very intuitive as a child, but I didn't think that that's something special because I thought that everybody is seeing those things I didn't know it's something different Mm. but then I started to understand that in school I saw that not everyone sees the things that I see or hears the things that I hear or just knows things that weren't taught before Mm. Uh, and then I started to become like the weird kid of course of course (laughs) yes of course I remember that 
<laughs> yeah, so I was all the time the outcast in school. Uh, then I rebelled in my teenage years, of course. And I said that all this is nonsense, that this doesn't exist, that it was just in my mind as a child and mm. so on and so forth, right? Yeah, we've all been and, there, by the way. We, we all go through the phase where this is this is not real. I can, only what I see is real. I mean, what I can touch is real. This, what I see is just, you know, cops wallish. <laughs> we've all been there as well. Yeah. And uh, also what was fun when I was a child, I was playing with energy balls because it was fun, right? <laughs> Well, yeah, the average child plays with energy balls. <laughs> yeah, no, no, the average child does not play with energy balls. I can assure you. <laughs> Actually, they play with their imagination, so you don't know what they're playing with. I think the older they get, the less they play with their imagination, less they have those, you know, those imaginary friends. Which, yeah, I don't know what people go on about. I think that we need to encourage children with their imagination. But you carry on. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, then, like one pivotal moment for me was when I was thirteen. My mom, so I'm originally from Romania. I mean, Romania is a long story and uh, it's a very poor country. And my mom went to work in Italy. So I was left with my dad who worked 16, 17 hours a day. Mm-hmm. I was 13 and I kind of had to care, to care for myself, like to learn how to cook, to learn how to like feed myself, mm-hmm. clean, do all of that for myself, Right. And I think that matured me a lot, Mm. but also made me independent because as a young, young child, I couldn't have certain things because of lack of money. So Mm. I couldn't have certain things. So I always said, okay, when I grow up, when I grow up, I will get that for myself. And I remember that, uh, so that made me grow up a lot, but also then when I was uh, 16, it was the first year that I was that it was legal to kind of work because of, because of the age. Mm. And I went by myself to Italy, myself, but in another part. So not where my mom was, of course. I needed So you traveled by yourself to another country without, any, without knowing anybody there at all? Yes. And before that, I learned Italian in one month at home, alone. <laughs> in one month? <laughs> I didn't know that. How can you learn a whole language in one month? Well, Romanian, Ita- Italian, and Spanish are very similar. Ah. And you kind of can understand something because it sounds the same, but to speak it is very difficult. Yeah. I but as it. a child, I was in a German school and learned English just on the fly. So Italian just, like, compared to German, Italian is nothing. <laughs> German German language is hard. I think it's only yeah. second to Mandarin. I think Mandarin is very, very hard. Um, yeah. But German, <laughs> otherwise German is very hard. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I learned Italian. I went and worked there first in uh, like serving tables. Mm-hmm. And then I actually broke my back in a month and a half. And yeah, so I I, I uh, had a disc injury mm-hmm. because of the work and I couldn't work anymore. And I went to my boss and I said, well, I have to go home because like I cannot serve tables. I, I, bar- I can barely move, right? And he was like, well, okay. And the next day he came to me and told me that we keep the same salary. The hours are half and you just stay at the reception and talk to people. Oh, well, that was okay. nice. <laughs> yeah, that was my first experience. And I was like, hmm, I know why. Because we had a lot of German groups that came mm. and nobody spoke German. Ah, So they okay. had to keep me. <laughs> Your German speaking skills helped you more than Italian. <laughs> 
they did. <laughs> so that was uh, just for almost three months in total. But then I went home because I was still in high school. So I just went in the, on the vacation there, mm. like in the, in, the, in, the, in the summer vacation. And I went back to high school. I transferred to a private high school afterwards, just so that I can go and work also in the winter. So I did all my classes, all my grades. I was like an A student and I finished all my grades before winter. So the first semester before winter so that I can go and work because I needed more money to buy more stuff that I wanted to, right? Because I'm independent. I don't want anyone to do that for me. Mm. And I think that matured me a lot. Mm. And so I went in that winter and then the next summer and the next winter. So I did that by myself I was going alone of course I progressed and I went in other jobs that were better paid still in the reception but I was also like assistant manager that was better paid and but it developed a character because I was speaking with people from all over the world yeah that was that were coming to Italy on vacation I saw a lot and I was also alone so I had to care for myself right Mm. So I think that that age, so like from 14, for, from 13 to almost 17, matured me a lot. Hmm. But in that period, I wasn't really looking into my intuition a lot because I was so rebelled from what I was as a child hmm. that I wasn't using that because I didn't believe in it anymore so much. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's the 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 waistband uh, theories that you pull away. And I, I do believe in this as a teenager, as a young adolescent in your twenties, you pull away from your old paradigms, your old way of thinking, your old way of being so much to the point that you're then you're snap back and you come back and you, for you is a bit earlier for, for most people, it's usually from the late twenties, early thirties, by mid thirties, for sure, the snapback has happened and they're living the earliest paradigms for sure. But for you, it happened a bit earlier. So how did it happen for you? When did you open up to the gifts again? So that was a little bit later because in when I was 16 and a half, almost 17, I entered a very toxic relationship. Mm. And I say I escaped from that because of energy healing, because I got to the right persons that taught me then and became my teachers. Mm. It was that moment that I just needed to change completely Mm. because I didn't know who I was anymore. Mm. And because I had already those abilities that were just like maintained there under the cover, Mm. the moment I snapped back into it, but I I went at it hard as I do it everything. Like I was (laughs) everything you go in, yeah, I know. (laughs) You go in full blast, I know. (laughs) So I did everything from I started with Reiki, Mm. shamanism, theta healing. Then I was an apprentice for a shaman here in Germany, but that's another story. Mm. So I did a lot in the energy healing realm and I started to practice Reiki. I started to teach different workshops about energy management and I learned with it as well, more Mm. than I just knew and started working with clients. And yeah, it's been a journey ever since. And it's been, I'm almost 27. So it's been almost nine years now so yeah. did you not go back to did you not go to to university then you, d- you didn't go and finish your studies so I went to university because my family pressured me to go that's why I asked you because they would have, it, they would have thought so <laughs> it wasn't much my parents it was, it was more like grandparents and extended family mm. because my dad's an engineer my brother also went to college everyone mm. went to college 
and it was normal to Expected do that, for right? You, yeah, yeah. But I just tried to go on the least resistance route, on the route of least least resistance. And I thought, okay, what can I do that requires the minimum effort but would also help me? <laughs> and I thought, because I had all this energy healing stuff, well, why not open, um, um, not a psychiatry, like why not be a psychologist and open a practice like that, right? Mm-hmm. So I joined the psychology college in Cluj, so in my next to my hometown where I was in where I was in high school in high school. But by the way, the town that I was living in as a child wasn't the same town where I went to call, where I went to high school. When I was 14, I moved. It was about two hour drive. I moved there and I was staying with my brother. And I had to be totally independent. Like totally. Why did you move in? Because I remember the story. Why did you move in with your brother? I moved in with him because it was another city. And uh, we weren't with, with our parents anymore and they were paying rent. So I moved in with him okay. because the, we didn't ha- have high schools that I agreed with in our town. It was a small town and we didn't have something that was okay. So I continued with German with, and actually I did math and, I, and IT in high school. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you're a bit of an all-rounder then, right? Okay, yes. So, but you, you know, because I know for a fact that you are an overachiever, you do everything like exceptionally well. So why didn't you, you know, um, why didn't you continue and finish your studies at the university? So I went to psychology. I started that and it took me about a month and a half, almost two months to say, this is not for me. Mm. I knew for sure that there's so much that I didn't need. And I needed to do seven years just to open a practice wow. when I can just have a license of massage therapist and open it like that mm. for my energy healing techniques right yeah and I was like this is not worth it but then you have to listen to your intuition for that right um a lot of people don't and I have to say when I went into law oh my god was it boring um bloody boring (laughs) um and I remember the only thing that got me through was now listen to this I'm gonna make lots of money from it (laughs) that's all I thought I'm gonna make lots of money as a lawyer and I knew because I was gonna go to commercial law and make a lot of money that's all that got me through my law my law degree was like, I want to make lots of money. Go just get through this. Just get through this. I hated, I hated the reading part. I hated the working part. I, I mean, I was very good at it, but I didn't enjoy it. Exactly what you said. So, um, yeah. but I stuck to it. <laughs> um, I mean, it didn't. Has, yeah. Well, it, everything has a purpose, I suppose. But I mean, it's just, I understand completely what you see, what you say that when you go in, you, your gut tells you, oh, this is not for me. I am not in the right place. But you listened to no. yours. I didn't. I just said, oh, no, I'm going to I'm gonna go plow through this. Um, and I did. I hope you are enjoying today's episode. If you want to learn more about my mindset strategies and energy tools to help you change your money mindset, then please register for my Abundance Mindset Makeover Workshop by visiting www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com. See you inside the workshop. Okay, so when when you realize that this isn't for you, then how did you um, how did you embrace that side of you? Because you know there was a rebellious part. So well, this doesn't exist. Um, you know, what's like you know, intuitive healing or you know, or Reiki or whatever. All the all these different modalities. 
you know, you must be crazy. How did you accept that side of you? Because I remember I had grave difficulty accepting that side of me. I'm like, no, this isn't real. That can't be real. I'm not stupid. And I had difficulty even telling people that I was an intuitive or I was a healer. It sounds bizarre now because I say it was openly and I've got a podcast about it. But at the time, I found it embarrassing because I was afraid of being judged or people will call that I'm crazy or loony or other things. So how did you are very, very young to embrace that? I mean, I did it in my, in my late twenties. How did you embrace it as a, as a young, um, you know, as a young lady who's coming into the world, who's trying to find her own feet and not have those ideas that you know, people are going to judge me? I was judged my whole life and I was so rebellious that if I wanted to do something and I really believe in it, then I was just going to do it exactly how I quit college. And then I also joke that I actually did my college degree and my master's degree and everything else that you want in energy healing (laughs) for how much I learned and how many courses I went and being an apprentice and all of that. So I was like, that's enough for me. But the judgment of others was that at that point, I went through so much with being bullied uh, skinny shaming also, because that was also, I think I was super, super tall and skinny, but this is like how my genes are. It, yeah. it was, it was normal. It's not just fat shaming. It's skinny Excuse shaming. Me, yeah. well. and we forget that that happens as well. Yeah. Yeah. So I went through a lot of that and I was always different. And then when I saw that, well, this is working. And the moment I started doing this energy healing techniques, like it was just like a flower because I already had that in there. It wasn't mm. something new that I'm learning from the start. So I knew that that's who I am. And I do that. That's what I'm going to do mm. in one form or, or another, because life brought me through, through a lot of things afterwards. Yeah. But I didn't really care. Honestly, I just didn't care. So you're, what you're saying basically is as, you know, and this is something like what you just said made me realize about, about um, I think the podcast we are sort of, released last week on last actually on Monday actually not um, this week or maybe Monday uh, where we where I spoke about the fact that your life actually prepares you for who you are so your life had prepared you to, to be on this path and as a young and um, as a young uh, young woman in the in in so-called the western world with you know with the western ideologies um you've you've got a very you've got an old soul with a very spiritual mind and you have the courage to stand up for those beliefs which is not found and i keep stressing this is not found in young people lot of, you know it takes it takes people maturity to find out who they are accept who them who they are and then said to the world okay I, this is why i'm taking it or leave it you've done that at a young age and that takes strength in mindset as well as self belief to do that so i wanted to congratulate you on that so now thank you so much so now, Rilika, you know, how did you transition from there and what made you go into sales? I mean, you are really, really good at sales and you were very, very, uh, I think everything about you, your, your intuition, everything else just works so well. And you're so methodical as well, which is not something found in spiritual healers, by the way. You are very methodical and very, you have, you have an eye for detail. How did you just, you know, what made you, what led you down this path? Because I remember you, I wasn't the first company you worked for, you, you were looking for a work elsewhere in a similar fashion uh, what made you come into sales by the way you, you are amazing so I was just going to say that again but what made you come into it this is a very funny story because so fast forward fast forward a couple of years um in the meantime I went as I said and I was an apprentice for a shaman here mm-hmm. in Germany now I'm in Germany by the way uh but then I went back home I moved here back to Germany 
um, in 2018, mm-hmm. at the end of 2018, I moved back in here. And it was just because my body was saying so, my intuition was saying so. Mm. I wasn't in the right place anymore for now. Mm. And whenever I feel that, I'm going to see where I can go next. So I moved to Germany again. And um, here, coincidentally, I just met my boyfriend two weeks after I moved to Germany. (laughs) And we're together ever since. (laughs) Because I had to be here. Mm. That was the thing. But when I came here, of course, I needed a job. I needed to do something to get into the system, into the healthcare system Mm -hmm. and all of that. So I worked as an accountant for one year. I didn't have any experience doing that. I didn't have any school that taught me how to do that. I just learned by doing. And this is what I mostly did for all the jobs I was in. Mm-hmm. And I didn't that be- I didn't do that because I wanted to. I just did that because I wanted to earn money and like be in the system and start the process for getting my citizenship here. And because if I learned German from when I was at kindergarten, at least I should get a citizenship, right? <laughs> yes, of course. Yeah, so I did that job and then I started, I continued actually my energy healing business, but only like remote from here. Um, in the meantime, I did another job for like a, for as a team assistant in a corporation, but I actually loved it, it was because, because of the team. I loved it because of the, uh, because of the team, that, that was it. And I was searching for a lot of jobs since then. But it wasn't like my priority, but I was searching just to see what's out there with Mm. COVID and all of that. I wanted to work from home, right? Mm -hmm. And um, I searched for a lot of jobs in accounting. I searched for a lot of jobs as team assistant. And I even applied to a company that uh, wanted someone in the sales department as an intro in the sales department. So like the bottom tier in the sales department, right? Mm -hmm. Of course, I don't have anything on my resume that says sales. But for me, it wasn't that. It sounded like fun. The product was nice. Mm -hmm. So I applied for it. I got an interview and the guy told me that I don't have what it takes to be in the sales department. I was like, okay. I didn't take it like something wrong, right? Mm -hmm. Nothing personally. But then I was like, Hmm, okay, but what to do? I sent so many resumes, nothing comes up. This was my business. I'm kind of bored of it, actually. Hmm. So what to do? And I asked my body. I went through a process. I developed a process for that a couple of years ago. I went through this process. It's called it's called subconscious downloads. Mm-hmm. It's a game that I invent that I invented. And I went through it, and every possible thing that I thought of doing, it was a no. I was like, then what do you want me to do? I have to do something. And then I just chilled. I didn't do anything. This was on on a Friday. And until Monday afternoon, I didn't do absolutely anything. I stayed in bed. I watched Netflix, anything. I was like, something is going to come. I have no idea what. I just want to work from home, to be flexible, to love what I do, to love the team, everything. And then Tuesday morning, I saw a post from you. It was in the sales department. But because I loved you so much and the mastermind and everything, I was like, hmm, this might be very, like, the perfect opportunity. But if I would have thought three days ago that what do I want, I wouldn't have said that because I didn't know that it's possible, right? Yeah. But I knew you for, like, I don't know, 
maybe five years already. Yeah, yeah. I was about right about that. Yeah, around five years. We've been known, we've known each other since 2016, darling. Yeah. So yeah, probably more than that. So I was your client. I had great results in the mastermind. I believe in what you do. It's energy healing, but it's different from, from what yeah. I do. And I just fit like a glove in there. And I started yeah. as an appointment setter. And I kind of uh, did everything there. And now I'm training the appointment setters and training also like the closers and the whole sales, sales department. But because like my math back background and my dad being an engineer and learning very logically to understand things, this is where the methodology comes from. And mm. from my accounting background, like to have that eye for detail, right? And uh, yeah, it, it just fit. But to be honest, I don't know if going back to the guy that told me that I don't have what it takes to be in the sales department, they were selling some whiteboards, some smart whiteboards. I loved the idea about it because I thought it's a very cool gadget to mm. have, right? But I don't know if I would be actually good at it. I'm good at this energy healing stuff. To this, I'm good. Mm. I think, well, I think, I, don't, I can't really make a comment about that, but I do know the fact that you fit it in really like a hand in a glove in our, in our company. And and all with all the other team members because we, we're growing quite rapidly. So and you're you're bringing people in and training them and so forth, and it's just feels so smoothly just sort of fitted in. Everything sort of fitted in, and it is that thing. I think you need to have a great team, and but you need to have the right qualities. And when I look about your all the qualities required for your role, you just tick all the boxes, all of them. So from where I'm standing, your training that you received through various jobs and through various yeah. experiences has made you the ideal candidate for this role. Because if I if I somebody had to ask me what would I need for someone like this, I wouldn't have a clue. I wouldn't yeah, have a clue exactly. either. We figured this out slowly as you were going on, okay, there and there, and you would, you, you're trying to fit you in and slowly, slowly as you were graduating, going to the next level. Okay, no, no, she fits here. And then finally where you are now, that's I think that's a great place for you. Obviously for now, and then you also grow from there too. But it was, but I, you need to have all those skills and being intuitive and being a, an energy healer is a prerequisite from my point of view. And you have those, but this is where I want to, uh, the audience to understand. You may not know where you're going to end up. You just have to trust the process that you will end up there. And from the, from the other end, from my end, you don't have to know who's going to come into your life. You just have to trust the universe will bring the right people to you at the right time to help you go ahead and build your, you know, you know your business or your team or whatever you need to. I think this is where the faith in divine source energy really comes into place for both, you know, for yourself as finding the right place. Because you, I, I love that. You just sat there watching Netflix thinking, oh, the right thing's going to come up. And it did. And for me, I just led it up to the universe. At that time, I remember I was thinking, okay, we need someone. It's not all the candidates were not right. And you came like, oh my God, I love her. I remember, yeah, she was amazing. Yeah, she was one of my clients. And yes, of course, of course. And we had, we had the most amazing, we had the interview and it was so amazing. It was really like, well, like a conversation, like, okay, so when you're starting... <laughs> <laughs> it was more from that kind of thing but okay awesome so yeah, but thank I, I think here it was more so I think the most important thing to understand is that whenever you force something yes. or whenever you think that you you with your mind know better what you need maybe it's time to step back mm. and to let it flow and just have the intention for the perfect thing to come up and it will this is how it happened with this job this is how it happened with my relationship. And this is how it happened with every decision that I made that was based on intuition. And mm -hmm. it wasn't thought of it before and thought about every single thing and detail. It was just, okay, 
I think I may have to go there, but I don't want to figure out the details. Bring me the best way to get there. Bring me the best, the easiest way to get there. Because when there's no friction, you can just like fit it in perfectly. And that's with every area of your life. Agreed. Not just business and work, but actually in personal life too, as you just mentioned with your with your partner. Okay, so thank you so much for sharing your life experiences, Raluca. Tell us, how can you connect with you on the internet? Yeah, so you can find me on Facebook on my personal profile, Raluca Mugza. Uh, I also have a group for uh, empaths because I train empaths. It's called The Trained Empath. And it's like overwhelmed to peace, the trained empath. You can find there are a lot of trainings that I did that are basic for empaths to just protect, to ground, and basic energy healing techniques. Awesome. Fantastic. So if you're you're listening to us on on our podcast, then all the links that Luke has just mentioned will be in the show notes. And if you're watching this on YouTube, down below in the description section, you'll find all the links to um, to her podcast. um, profile and to her other accounts, as well as the link to the Facebook group she just mentioned. Do go check her out. She is one amazing lady and you do want to connect with her. Well, thank you so much, Rulika, for being a guest with us on Friday Feature. We need to have you back on my talkies and we need to pick up your brain more about intuitively working through our, our businesses and listening to ourselves a bit more. So we'll have to have you back then. But today, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much. And thank you for listening to me and and Raluca today. I will be back with another amazing guest on another Friday feature. Until the next time we meet, this is Gokhan signing off. Take care and bye for now. If you want to learn more about my energy tools and mindset strategies, then please visit my website, www.gulkhan.com. And if you want to take part in our five-day abundance mindset makeover workshop, where I deep dive into energy tools for abundance, then please go to www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com and register. I look forward to being your mentor in the next workshop. And if you want to learn about the spiritual laws of money, then go and get my book, Laws of Money, from www.lawsofmoney.com. Until the next time we meet, this is Gul Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now.